This is an RNZ podcast. Two of the country's biggest media outlets are butting heads over a proposed merger. Early this morning, newspaper and radio operator NZME revealed intentions to purchase news outlet Stuff for $1. The media company said it had asked the Commerce Commission to make an urgent decision by the end of the month to allow the deal. But shortly after, Stuff's Australian owner, Nine Entertainment, claimed discussions between the two ended last week with no plans for a sale. That was TVNZ presenter Simon Dallow on TVNZ One News last Monday. And while that strange media story startled the media industry when it broke that morning, that was about as much coverage as it got on the 6pm TV news that night. And you could understand that. The big announcement on moving to Level 2 had been made that afternoon, covered live on TV by Simon Dallow and others just a couple of hours earlier. So predictably, that eclipsed most of the rest of the day's news from then on. But there was plenty more said about that latest move in the long-running saga of the proposed merger of New Zealand's two biggest publishers of news, the Herald's owner, NZME, and Stuff, publisher of most of the country's daily papers and the employer of more of our journalists than any other outlet by far. Now what's at stake here is the future of the vast bulk of our daily and weekly papers, our two biggest news websites by miles, and half of the country's radio stations owned by NZME. And how it all shakes down in the end will have a huge impact on New Zealand journalism, and by extension, our public life. NZME has sought to merge with stuff since 2016, and it's spent lots of time and money pursuing this so far, in spite of knockbacks from the competition regulator, the Commerce Commission, and the courts. Last Monday, NZME made a surprise statement to the New Zealand Stock Exchange to say it was shaping up to buy stuff for the nominal sum of $1 from the Australian media company that now owns stuff, Nine Entertainment. NZME urged the government to make that possible by unblocking the Commerce Commission's opposition to the deal, and fast. NZME said this had to happen by the end of the month, not so much fast-tracking the deal as turbocharging it. NZME also reminded the government while it was at it that the offshore owner of publisher Bauer Media folded most of our top magazines last month in the middle of the Level 4 lockdown. And NZME told the government its acquisition of stuff was important to the continued operation of a robust fourth estate and the plurality of voice in this country. And there, NZME was echoing the words that the Broadcasting Minister Chris Farfoy and the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern had both used when asked about the existential threats facing news media companies right now. But across the Tasman, the owners of Stuff, Nine Entertainment, told the stock exchange there on Monday that negotiations with NZME had already concluded without a deal. Indeed, Nine Entertainment went further by saying it had terminated further engagement with NZME, which sounded pretty terminal for its plan to take over Stuff for $1. Then NZME's chief executive Michael Boggs took it up another notch, insisting that Nine Entertainment was still obliged to negotiate exclusively with his company over Stuff. Meanwhile, Stuff staff here were scratching their heads on the sidelines. Stuff's chief executive, Sinead Boucher, told her staff there was no deal to sell Stuff to NZME and they couldn't understand the stance taken by NZME. So where then was all this really heading? While TVNZ's Simon Dallow described the two companies as butting heads, the former editor of The Herald, Tim Murphy, reckoned it was like a relationship gone wrong coming to an end. Tim Murphy, who's now the co-editor of the online service Newsroom, wrote that while NZME wants to hook up, Stuff had moved on, and evidently Stuff's parent company wasn't about to give its blessing to a marriage now anyway. Years of attempts to merge our largest publishers might just have been extinguished in 90 chaotic minutes on Monday morning, 
Tim Murphy reckoned, and he added that no government would change the law for that in a hurry when the two parties were obviously so much at odds. But another veteran journalist, who also operates an independent online news outlet these days, had a very different view. Business Desk founder and editor Patrick Smelly wrote the same day that NZME's effort to push the government into a fast-tracked merger with stuff might just work. If important news companies thought of as too big to fail do go to the wall in the fallout from COVID-19, the government may not want to be cast as a bystander again. And with unprecedented calls being made all over the place right now, intervening in the way NZME suggested might not be out of the question. And Patrick Smelly reckoned that end-of-the-month time frame was the key. He said he believed that Nine in Australia was ready to close stuff down by then, and he believed the Australians had said so to government ministers and officials here. And that would be a disaster for New Zealand journalism, especially in regions served by mastheads like the Southland Times, Manawatu Standard and the Waikato Times. Now, none of this has been confirmed or denied by anyone this past week, including Andrew Holden, who worked for Stuff's parent company in Australia as editor of Melbourne Daily The Age after a stint editing the press in Christchurch. These days, he's the weekly media commentator on RNZ's Nine to Noon show. And last Tuesday, he told the host, Catherine Ryan, this. All I can add to that is I've reached out to my sources in Australia and they're telling me that at Nine Entertainment head office in Sydney, May 31's not a date that's being bounced around in there is the end of stuff. So it leaves it in a very, very murky situation, doesn't it? Well, yes, it does. And Catherine Ryan noted that the Prime Minister did little to disperse the murk with her replies to the reporters' questions about it that day. And she replied to the journalist, there are a lot of assumptions built into that question. Again, there's commercial sensitivity here and there may be more than one group that's involved in this scenario. So it's not for me to enter into any dialogue uh, on that further. Now, I don't know whether that refers to the two parties or whether that refers to the potential that there's a third party waiting to get in the queue. But one who was happy to say what he thought about the NZME play for stuff, at length, was Stuff's own political editor, Luke Malpass. In a long and withering article, he said Nine is not shutting down Stuff on the 31st of May, and he accused NZME of trying to talk down Stuff's value while pushing the government to ease through a deal to buy it. But that wouldn't work, he insisted. The cack-handed attempt by indebted media octopus NZME to browbeat Nine Entertainment into selling its stuff for $1, he said, spectacularly blew up in its face. That's strong stuff, not to mention career-limiting if stuff did ever come under NZME's ownership. But Luke Malpass had no doubt that that wouldn't happen. It's understood that Nine's attitude now is that it will sell its Kiwi arm to anyone but NZME, he wrote. But that Kiwi arm will only be sold to anyone else over NZME's dead body, it seems. On Thursday afternoon, NZME applied to the High Court for an interim injunction against Nine Entertainment negotiating with any other possible buyer. In court, Stuff's lawyer argued that NZME was trying to damage Stuff rather than actually acquire it. And the judge has reserved her decision on that till Monday, with the expectation it'll be made public on Tuesday. So both parties and any other possible buyers will have to wait and see. And likewise, the news-consuming customers of both outfits concerned about where their news might be coming from in the future. This week, we hope to talk about all this with the chief executive of NZME, Michael Boggs, who's also the recently installed chair of the Newspaper Publishers Association, the umbrella group representing the mutual interests of the major news publishers. 
We would also like to have talked to him about the big picture issues facing the news media right now, including what help it is they're hoping for from the government to safeguard the future of journalism. But Michael Boggs declined to be interviewed here on Media Watch this week while the injunction process was still before the High Court.